See, I done told y'all that Quasar Cult Podcast was in return eventually for season two. And here we are. We are back. Season two, episode one. Myself, Jerron Eichner, and my protege, Voodoo Eyes, sitting down talking about the latest in movies, TV, and local Arizona hip hop. I hope you enjoyed this episode because this episode is no different from our usual vibe. We talk about the accomplishments of some local artists, including Dobby Fresh. But then we also talk about the movie Megan and my reason why I don't really mess with horror movies. We also talk about crazy stuff like why I don't like Shia LeBeau. It's a pretty fun episode. Shout out to Yamians for powering it. They're the premium delivery cannabis service and they're just awesome in everything that they do. Also, we are shooting this episode in our brand new studio, Star Camp Creative Labs, which is a one-stop shop for all your creative needs. We do live performances, events, conferences, videos, podcasts, etc. so forth. And the Quasar Cult is now one of the flagship podcasts out of Star Camp Creative Labs, owned by your boy, Jerron Eichner, so you know it's going to be fresh every time. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. And make sure you check out QuasarCult.com for the latest and greatest episodes, news, and all the stuff that we be doing. Thanks for listening. One love. Let's get it done. What is going on? This is Quasar Cult Season 2. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here at Star Camp Creative Labs. Uh, we don't have the fancy sign yet. That'll probably be like the season finale will be the sign being on the actual wall for the, the lab. But we're shooting this at uh, Star Camp Creative Labs over here in North Phoenix. Brand new studio that we know be doing cool stuff in. And uh, this is my uh, protege partner, Voodoo Eyes. I'm Jerron Eichner. Welcome to the show. Hell yeah. Uh, we're going to go ahead and just get into this shit. I mean... First of all, we have this cool little setup here. We have multiple camera angles. There's, there's Voodoo Eyes right there. He can't see himself, but he's right there. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can mind. see ourselves. And then we know we have the ability to change camera angles and do all kinds of awesome stuff. And the whole point of this is to give you the ultimate experience of us in the form that we are giving it to you, which is rawness and realness. But anyways, how you been since the last time we talked, which was last week? You know, we did the 2022 look back. Very quick episode. It was only like a 35-minute episode, yeah. the whole situation. And... um. I think with that, we might have to do another one. I think some people were upset that we didn't like name all the people that we were supposed to name on that. Uh, but uh, what did you do over the last past, this past weekend? I know you have a lot going on right now. New music we're working on. No, yeah. Um, basically, we just been working on the music, uh, making new videos for Star Camp. Got a whole bunch of stuff we just preparing. You know. Um, other than that, though, this past week since we did that, um, just basically. Um, just basically just working, bro. You already know how it is. Just out here working. Getting it in. Getting, getting it, it in, in, bro. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up with uh, Star Camp, including Campfire, which is our, what, our um, second one, but technically our first one that we've been doing. Yeah. Um, huge show. Who's all in that lineup? We got Tragedy, Akrashan. We got uh, uh, Ambition. We ambition. got Fluid. I'm we actually got... very excited for Ambition because I've actually never seen her perform live. Oh, yeah. Um, I like her music a lot, though. She's super dope. And uh, she's actually in the Magenta, too. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that's really cool because, you know, she's doing the acting thing and all that stuff, too. So it's pretty tight to see um, her on the show. Super excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else is on the show? We got Tragedy. I already said him. Yeah, Fluid. Fluid. Um, oh, yeah, Fluid. Tate, which Tate reminds me, we actually have a new deal with this guy, Fluid. He pulled up on us and was basically just like, yo, um, I want to work with you guys. So we have a lot of cool stuff coming out, including a comedy night called Thursday High Comedy, 
Yep, THC. THC. <laughs> and that's going to be a uh, January 26th, I believe. Yeah, I think the first one is January 26th. Yeah, and he, he I talked to him the other day. He said he's putting together a pretty awesome lineup of comedians. So that's pretty cool. I think that we're going to... That's going to be really cool because we're just trying to do a lot of cool stuff there. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to do like, uh, you know, yoga instruction classes, working on a new deal that we can't quite talk about yet. But we have a new deal in the works um, yep. with a, a lighting company. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. You're not ready. On some chef nights, like some cooking events. We're trying to do a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff across the spectrum. So I would say like, you know, stay tuned and just, you know, stay in the mix and, you know. Be and shout out for the stuff we got going on. Real quick, shout out to our sponsor, Yam Yams. If y'all yes. didn't notice that first video that we were just playing, that was mine and Gerard and Eichner's latest single, Switch. Yes, we didn't even explain what that was. We just, <laughs> we just, we just played it. We just played that shit for y'all motherfuckers. And just like, what was it. that? <laughs> yeah, so Switch is actually the lead single to the new Starstruck EP called Zenith. Yep. Um, that will be out very, very soon. I'm actually dropping a comic book that will be out uh this friday possibly the first chapter i'm thinking about dropping this friday let's go and so look for that to come out pretty soon which is going to be like a whole uh multimedia experience and that's like the best i could say about that hell yeah um, and so like a lot of this that we're trying to do with this and we unintentionally give it to the next person i know that hurt people hurt people so at the same time we also got to be aware of that we inherit all this baggage from one person and dump it on the next person. It's unique to the whole flow. That music was playing the whole time in the background. I was like, what the hell is that music? Yeah, I was like, I was wondering too. I was going to ask the YouTube you. channel running. So someone got a free stream off of us. I don't even know who that was. <laughs> that little video clip you saw, that was them. So That's funny. Shout out to whoever that was. They were just playing in the background, the whole intro. <laughs> They're about to copyright strike our video. Like, hmm, using it's my music in their podcast. With yep. seven viewers on it. So, um, anyways, though, uh, let's go ahead and get into this first topic. I think we had um, Quavo drop a song last week. You want to talk about that a little bit, Joey? Well, yeah. I get this video set up. Yeah, basically, Quavo dropped a new uh, tribute track for Takeoff. Um, if people don't know, um, Takeoff passed away last year. Um, that was also Quavo's nephew, um, which is pretty crazy because they're like pretty close in age, but you know. People be out here just making all types of babies everywhere. I didn't know that they were actually nephews and or, or uncle and nephew until like recently. Yeah, that yeah, Quavo was actually like yeah, Quavo's his nephew. Um, I mean, um, Takeoff was Quavo's nephew. Right. So, um, so yeah. I mean, you probably don't know, but like, how's how because they're like pretty close in age. Well, no, it would basically be well because like it's like my daughter. It's like my daughter. Um, she's seven, mm -hmm. but then my dad recently had a son and he's five, so technically that would make her make him the uncle but they're he's younger you know what i mean so i feel like it was one of those things where like the uncle probably had a baby or i mean his brother probably had a baby real young and that was his nephew type of thing got you, you know what I mean? got you got so, you yeah um so yeah we have a little clip of the video right here shout out to uh voodoo eyes he makes all the graphics for quasar cult on the instagram page and I wish I had a time machine. Yes, sir. So you can take a ride with me. Scott. Wrap my arms around and hold you tight, view. So you can never say goodbye to me. Out in the galaxy, up in the stars, over the universe. It's bigger than more. See you in. We have uh, you know, these clips trying to step it up a little bit with the graphics. Obviously, we're doing this live. Um, so, you know, if it cuts out. Or there's some issues with the sound or whatever, you know. Um, it's kind of like a fuck you 
because we're working this shit out. By the time we get to episode five of the Quasar Cult season two, we're going to have some pretty lit stuff. So stay tuned. All in all, we're very excited what we have planned with Star Camp in general. As you can see, we're smoking some yam yams. Uh, what are these called again? The Jeters. We got them, we got them Tropicana Jeters. The Jeters. No, it's, it's the Maui Wowies. Maui Wowie Jeters. <laughs> and Yam Yam is a longtime sponsor of, of Starstruck and Star Camp. Um, they provide cannabis for our events. Yep. Um, Tyrone has helped produce um, both my films, actually, The Bond and Magenta, which is coming out mm-hmm. relatively soon. We're not going to talk about Magenta on the podcast right now. But um, that's the next film that we have coming out from Starstruck Multimedia. And Tyrone has been a big part of that, too. So Hell yeah. shout out to Tyrone. Shout out to my guy. See you. You're our guy. We love you. <laughs> uh, make sure you hit him up. Although, I think he made a post saying that Yam Yams was taking submissions right now. Um or the new clients, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how long that post is going to be up for, but make sure you reach out to him, Michael yeah. Campbell, Tyrone Campbell. Or reach out to us. Reach out to us. And, and we'll, we'll connect you, you. And get you some of that good stuff. That good, good. Um, But let's check out this clip from this Evil Dead trailer real quick that you put together. Yeah, yeah let's check that out. Oh, not now. You don't look so, so good, Mom. Shit. Yeah. Nothing Big old kiss from you won't fix. Oh, yeah, see. It's see, uh, no. <laughs> I watched that, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do that. It's just not my vibe. And I, I, Bro. <laughs> I don't like to purposely get scared. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to purposely put myself in situations where I'm like, be, I know it's a movie, so, you know, obviously, like, I'm not going to get hurt or, like, traumatized and not have to just get over it. But, like, why, 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 why are we doing the jump scares? Bro, it's such a great... It, it, that, that, have you seen the last Evil Dead, though, that they remade? Like was, the, 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 the new one that just came out. Like so, there was, so there was a new one that came out in 2013. I actually, we actually just watched it last night. It was, it, Bro, it's such a great film. Like, no cap. It's, it's probably by far one of my um, favorite horror movies that's come out in the recent like you know decade or whatever. But I'm excited for this one. I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. This one looks pretty dope as well. Were, did the original creators of... The first Evil Dead um, have anything to do with the new one? I think so. I think they did. Because I know that was Sam Raimi's like first film. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah that was. And it also had like Bruce Campbell. Obviously, he, mm-hmm. got, he became super successful off of that. Yeah, yeah, that was a good as um, like a jumping jumping point. And so I wonder like how much involvement the Evil Dead cast had, or sorry, the original Evil Dead crew had in the new one. Yeah, if any at all. Yeah, because I like the first Evil Dead. Because like for me, I shouldn't say I don't like horror movies. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy a lot of horror movies, but yeah. I like horror movies with like um, a little bit of campiness to it. Yeah, because I'm not. I mean, I'm old, and I'm saying I'm almost damn near forty. So you know, like I, I grew up on the on the Nightmare of the Elm Streets and yeah, the yeah. and the Friday the Thirteenth and the Halloweens and like, bro, um, they all have a little bit of goofiness, especially when you watch them now. Like they don't hold up mm-hmm. at all. I'm saying like they're not scary. Bro, the the Friday the Thirteenth where Johnny Depp <laughs> gets sucked into the into the better. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was I think Bro, uh, it's such a like crazy the second one or something like that. Yeah, it's just like you you could just tell the production value is just like it's just so much different. But it's funny though. It's a great it's a great ass film though. It's such a you know such a good era of movies where you yeah, go back I mean, and watch and it's like yo we did that shit. <laughs> I grew up on that shit. Like I, yeah. I grew up like I was a big fan of Freddy Krueger. I was a big fan of like Jason and all that shit. But, like, I think the turning point for me was Saw. Yeah. Like, the Saw series. Because that's when you saw, like, 
gore become like a whole thing in movies. Yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of existed before. I think the thing was is that it, it did great when it first came out, but I feel like after the fourth and fifth one, it was like overkill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just like, at that point, it was just like, okay, bro, like it's the same, Definitely. like, you know, just <laughs> got to escape. That's all. No, absolutely. I think like, and for me, like the jump scare thing of it too. Yeah. Because like, I like being in control of my shit. I think that's what it comes down to with being scared because when you're scared, like you yeah. don't really have control of like your mental like if you're really terrified or if you're in a situation where like you're you feel like you're gonna be harmed or whatever mm-hmm. you don't have complete control of your all your senses mm-hmm. i think that's what it is for me like i don't like the idea of being scared and then not being able to do anything about it and i think jump scares are the lowest form of that <laughs> i hate jump scares <laughs> if you want to make me mad send me a jump scare video and i'll, I'll yell at you so bad <laughs> Don't do it. Yo, I'm fucking dead. You don't like what about what about hot houses? You don't like hot houses either? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. That's a big old F no on that. Like I think when I was younger, I was more into them, but then like I realized like what am I doing? I'm going in here and then like these guys pop out of corners and with chainsaws. Pumping out the adrenaline I, and trauma. I stopped when it was like, I went to Fear Farm, but I stopped when it was like uh, the 13, what is it, 13 floors or some shit like oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, bro. I heard I heard all types of crazy ass stories. I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm going to just chill. Y'all, my, can, y'all go do that. My son's all about it. And like, I try to like do that with him from time to time. But like, that's him and his mom. Like, we, we don't really do the whole horror thing. <laughs> I just don't have the, the wherewithal to, to handle being scared. Yeah. I feel on like purpose sure. you know what I'm saying I want to save my fear for actual terror nah I get I don't want to use up all my fear points and then like some actual shit goes down and I'm like I'm not scared that's funny like, no I actually the zombies rise from the ground or whatever <laughs> I want to be ready for that <laughs> I want to be ready for the zombie apocalypse I'm scared like. as hell just ready to fight that's, that's part of it too talk. like I'm always, that's actually one reason why I don't go to haunted houses because I'm like when it comes to fight or flight I'm fight yeah so like if you pop out of a corner Right, I'm gonna punch you in the face, and then I'm gonna catch a lawsuit because I was I didn't read the rules saying I couldn't touch you. Yeah, it's like, well, you chasing me with a fucking chase on. I'm gonna hit him in the face. <laughs> Did you actually see that one um, Friday the Thirteenth? I think it's like a meme that went around with the black guy who tried to fight Jason. Like he's the only black, <laughs> he's guy, the only black guy to ever square up against Jason and throw yeah. hands. I mean, he died in that yep. scene. But that's me. Like if Jason's gonna be coming at me. I'm like, okay, let's go. We're just gonna shoot the shoot the fair one. <laughs> Yo, and, and then whatever happens funny. there is whatever is is what happens, right? Like, that is funny, bro. That is hilarious. Cause that's me. Like I, I'm, and, I, and these dudes are scary, man. Like big old like t- Texas Chainsaw Massacre dude or yep. Pinhead. Like I'm not. I can't punch Pinhead in the face. Yeah, because he's got pins all over his face. I'm gonna hurt my hand. So you know, I might kick him, but you know, I be thinking about that all the time. Like, and when it comes to movies and shit like that, like you can't not. I'm not gonna run, obviously, because yeah. I'm just sitting there in the seat. I look like a goofball. If I got up and ran out the thing, and it's a movie, you get all mad. So I just get basically what it is. Like, <clears throat> Why did you have to do that jump God scare, bro? I know. And That's I get mad because I fell for it, right? Yeah. Like, oh, of course. Or you try to call it and predict it. Like, watch, it's about to be a jump. Oh shit, <laughs> motherfucker. You're not going like Megan. Megan's like that, bro, for sure. There's a few uh, jump scares in Megan. Oh, you like, went to go see that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went to go see that movie, Megan. It was actually pretty good. Y'all should go check it out. I saw a few people bagging on it, but I mean, it's a decent, like, maybe seven out of ten. I'd give it probably. I'm gonna do a review on it. It's um, but it was pretty good though. It was like story was good, it was different. Everybody was complaining that it might have been a little bit like Chucky, which it is. 
Like Chucky reboot? No, it's like... <clears throat> like the same so the thing of- is, they rebooted Chucky, right? Mm-mm. And they made him into like an AI. And now they made this new Megan movie. Oh, you're talking about in the TV show that's out. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I don't know if... I don't know about it in the TV show, but the new movie, the one where he was um, voiced by... Um, uh, dude that played Luke Skywalker, I forgot his name. Mark Hamill. Yeah. So like he 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 voiced him in the newest movie or the newest season. I can't remember what what it was, but no, it was a movie. Yeah. And like it was the same thing. It was an AI type of doll that basically like took control over all of the dolls. I see. So like if you've seen Chucky, I'm pretty sure you're gonna like know exactly what happens in Megan. <laughs> see, so when it comes to like movies, like going back to movies that scare me, as a kid, I think there was only three that really like got to me like a lot to where I had to like run to my mom in the middle of the night and one of them was child's play like the very first one and it was a scene where he was like like after she kicks him into the fireplace and he gets all burnt up and then he still comes back like through the door like trying to stab somebody I'm like bro that is fucking scary bro you know what it was though I wasn't scared of I was scared of him bro but what really scared me is it was fucked up my uncles actually bought a fucking Chucky doll and I was like, I was like fucking five, right? I walk into the house and there's a goddamn fucking life, like actual size Chucky doll. Bro, I lost my shit, bro. I lost my shit. I was literally like mad as fuck. My mom was literally like cussing my uncles out. Like, why would you do that? Da, 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 da. Like, That's not cool. <laughs> See, like, that's the thing about the scare thing too. It's like, it's like you can do it to other people and it's yeah. funny. And it's like, man, we got, we just got to figure out something else. Yeah, it's like one funny. of the only emotions that you really can't like control besides just like responding to like a magic trick or something like that yeah responding to a magic trick is like oh shit like that was crazy right like it's not, it's not like you can't control like the reaction to the magic trick that's yeah. the same way of being scared like when you're scared like you have no control over it you're just scared yep the only if that doesn't really happen with like happiness or maybe if you're surprised you might be like happy but anyways let's uh talk about some local rappers or rappers who are doing it big i don't like using the word local you know what I'm saying? Because local is such a uh, limiting yeah, word. Such a limiting word. one of our favorite dudes that we fuck with heavy is uh, Dobby Fresh. Yep, shout out to the guy. We'll throw up this clip real quick, and you guys can see it, and then we'll talk about what we got going on here. Man, yeah, so you know he's out there doing some big stuff. He's out here performing for at you the know, Footprint Center, right? Footprint Center for the Suns and Heat game type of thing is yeah, it's a whole uh, charity event. He's standing next to Marshawn Lynch, doing it big. That's crazy. Doing it really big, man. Apparently, so, apparently from his post, and I'm gonna just quote Davi. He said that Marshawn Lynch said that "Rah Rah" was one of the hardest songs to come out of AZ. So let's stuff. go ahead and let's go ahead and let my man get his shine for that one though. That's good. That's dope. That's dope. Yep. I mean, I haven't been listening to a lot of Arizona hip hop music. I need to be listening to more, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I've been just busy as hell, living my best life. But I do know that I'm seeing an increase in urgency. I wouldn't even say quality, because there's always been like quality talent out here, right? Like good mm-hmm. artists doing good stuff. But um, just a sense of urgency. I think like people making more moves that are better than just oh, I'm going to get 10,000 streams on or a million streams on Spotify that are like so kind of personal. Mm-hmm. I think that part of that was like a charity event involved. There's some type of charity organization yeah. would be doing that. And like, if you're reaching out in the right way to the right people, that, that all will come back to you in the right way. 
And so that's like kind of like a cheat code that a lot of artists don't really do out here where it's like, yeah. if you're doing like, you know, charity efforts or just reaching out to the community and like make, setting yourself up to where you're putting people in a better place mm -hmm. as an artist, like and using your artistry to do that, whether yeah. it's just like donating some of your proceeds to a organization or doing a fundraiser or like a toy drive or things like that. That's how you really connect to an audience on a level that is different than just like, oh, listen to my rap music. Exactly. Right? Because if they really fuck with you, then they're going to listen to your music anyways, right? Yeah. And so, I don't know, I guess this is my pro tip. Where's the camera at? Ah, pro tip of the day. You know, say, think about your community, think about your people. Yeah. Before you think about yourself. For sure. It'll work out for you in ways that you probably didn't even imagine. And I think that Davi may have figured out the cheat code with that because I know that he's been doing a lot of things um, out there for his community, but then also making sure that he that his family is good, right? Like taking care of his people and doing for all sure. that. And like your circle is only as strong as you make it weakest link, blah blah. blah nah, and you already know Davi. If 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 you know that's the homie, he calls himself the Marywell Wolf. I know he got you know. I know he trying to keep his pack right. You know, what I'm right, saying? right, right. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let's just <laughs> let's just um, keep it a buck. <laughs> Uh, I didn't label this last button. What was the last thing that you sent me? Um, the last thing I sent you was uh, the Young Thug shit. Oh, the Young Thug shit. Dang. We got, we got time. We got time today to talk oh, we about got time. that. We got Let's time. Go. Shit. So if you guys have been following this Young Thug YSL gutter situation, which honestly I haven't really been, I, I have not been in the mix on that. Like I know the situation. I've heard the things that have been coming out, but I haven't been yeah. like in the court cases every day listening to the, the, the transcripts and all that stuff. But, mm -hmm. but, you know, people are calling snitches, being called snitches and, you know. Taking plea deals. Taking plea deals and things like that are happening. Yep. Um, let's just play this clip real quick because this is funny shit. Yeah. I think. And this is the button I think this is. Uh, maybe I didn't set this up. That. Nope, I did this wrong. There's no button for it yet. <laughs> I'm going to do it while we're talking about it, though. So. No, nah, but basically, like, my guy is basically about to be either, I think it was like up to 28 different charges or RICO charges or something like that. Or mm. I think it was up to 28 years. I'm getting the numbers confused. But there's like, Young Thug is about to go to jail for a long time unless, you know, some like magician shit happens. And I, basically I was his whole squad. Might get off though. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know the details. All I know is motherfuckers is taking plea deals. And I heard people are being snitches and this and that. That's what I really heard. Hey, this is that slime shit. Hey, YSL shit. Hey, killing 12 shit. Hey, fuck a jail shit. Hey, cooking white brick. I'm not new to this. Hey, so I'm... So... <laughs> <laughs> we might have to run that back. But basically what you were hearing there was the judge reading Young Thug's lyrics out. Um, as evidence in, in, the, in the trial. And, you know, this is like a running joke in, like, the hip-hop community, which actually is a joke that kind of needs to die, where it's like, oh, you know, you should stop saying wild shit on your track because yep. gonna, when you get popped by the, the feds on a RICO charge or whatever, they're going to play those lyrics in the jury. Like, that's a thing, bro. Nah, it's facts. It happens all the time, and you're seeing that happen again when we run this. Hey, this is that slime shit. Hey, YSL shit. Hey, killing 12 shit. Hey, fuck a jail shit. Hey, cooking white brick. I'm not new to this. Hey, so I'm... What's wild about that clip, though, is that, like, he didn't even try to, like, rap it 
or like even I feel like if I was a judge, I mean I'm a rapper, so I'd probably be like, hold up, I'm about to spit these young thugs. I'm about to spit these. I'm the jail shit. I don't even know what what song is that? Anything he's it's called read? it's called I think slime shit or something like that. Slime shit. But it's like no, nah, it's 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 funny because that song is like now it's like getting hell of dreams now because of that fucking just the judge reading off the lyrics. Hey. And it's like just that clip alone too has like over a million views on fucking Instagram, Spotify. I mean Instagram, TikTok, uh YouTube, just the reels, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People are seeing this. And it's like free my guy young thug, yo. No cap. <laughs> what's what's interesting about the the rising stream thing is that how that's like almost a marketing strategy. Like Oh, you get in trouble and now the street the streams go up. Like literally uh, yeah. Takashi Six Nine, who by the way, like is you know, basically called a rat and a snitch, et cetera, so forth. Who basically point. who basically y'all was rah rahing about, but when Gunna and, and everybody else doing it, y'all crickets. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that is what it is. <laughs> but uh with that in mind, it's like when it comes to um Takashi Six Nine <clears throat> when he went to jail for a lot of shit, right? He dropped his album literally like the day uh, before, or the day after he got he went to jail, right? Yeah. And the way that he did it was that he literally set up a um, just like a, a link on his website. And what was shady about it? Because I was actually looking at this. I mean, man, that's actually crazy. He's probably selling like thousands of copies right now, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe even like close to a million. But you could actually change the quantity of the number of copies that you could buy of a digital copy, right? So, oh, wow. So it's a, it's a $10 album, but you could go on there and you could get like 99 copies of a digital copy, you know, charging you a $10 a copy. And so I started thinking like, man, that's a good way to wash some money real quick, like last minute when your ass is about to go to jail real quick. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, I don't think anybody even picked up on that but me because I be paying attention to shit like that because that's what I be doing. But I was like, man, that's, that's a really good way to wash some money last minute. I be thinking like, it is low key. Going to jail real quick. Oh shit! Let me just throw up this album real quick, and then you know, have my boy go buy ninety nine copies for. Is that the same as like putting your streams on and letting it just play overnight? Well, I mean, so <laughs> talking about that, like that's just the evolved practice. I think back in the day when I was a young whippersnapper out here listening to Cash Money Records in the nine nine in the two thousand. Bro, I'm just saying, like it was rumored that fucking baby was out there buying copies of fucking. Uh, uh, Little Wayne's album oh, and really? like the Hot Boys album and shit mm. like oh you know he, they, they went platinum but you know he's in the hood buying copies and then passing it back out to his people and it's like okay like I mean like I don't know how I feel about that personally because I don't have enough money to buy my album that's true a million times but then again like yeah but if you got 10 million dollars why not buy the copy? Everybody's everybody's getting a copy of Hot Boys <laughs> or, or Juvenile's 400 Degrees yeah for Christmas, for the next 10 Christmases, it's, it's fine. You're just getting the same copy yep. <laughs> signed by all of them. Yep. It's all good. But that, that's, it's, it's a common practice. And like a lot, I wouldn't say it's a common practice. It's a common rumor in the industry. Like it's something that hasn't been like confirmed mm -hmm. or denied. Like obviously some nah, it's confirmed, bro. There's, fucking, it's there's confirmed. literally been videos of fucking, what is it? Uh, phone farms where they literally. Oh yeah, the phone fucking, farms in Japan. You know what I'm saying? Like they literally just click a button and it just. You literally watch them all switch to the song. And they just start streaming. Well, what's wild about that like, though is like, when you think about like the K-pop industry and all that, like that's just ruthless. Yeah. Like it's like a situation where like it's like literally like a big ass factory where they like make these uh, superstar pop stars and they have to do a certain number of streams or they're moving on to the next one. Yeah. 
And like, it actually like, it's going to be kind of crazy. I was chatting with my wife about this. Cause we keep, we keep a, a pretty, uh, close eye on yeah. the K-pop scene for some reason. We like yeah. to go to a lot of great restaurants and they're playing K-pop videos and we always, we always talk about it. That's and uh, BTS, it, they all, they're, they're done basically because they're all going to the army. You think they're going to, like, you don't think no, they, like... they, they, they have to because they live in Korea and, they, and since they're, they're a male or whatever, they have to enlist in the army. But there's a, the, but there's a specific amount of time that you have to put in though. I think it was like 18 months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they that's were saying that after in the pop world, though. That's like eighty saying, years. <laughs> forever in the pop world, bro. You don't years. know the anticipation that they're gonna be having when they come back, though. They're gonna like, come back like, yo, what up? <laughs> I seen, I seen some things. It's, it's a bad time to kind of get in the military right now. Nah, when you really think about it, they're gonna be having so much, so much shit to write about. They don't even, you don't even know what they might even be put through, bro. One of them motherfuckers might even die, bro. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that'd be kind of hard, though, right? That'd be crazy. The next album would be just like. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> Record sales through the roof. But the thing about it, though, is like, that's just a thing, right? Like, imagine if, if that was like in America, right? And like, yeah. we're out here living our best life. Or who, who, who's a young rapper that's popping? NBA Youngboy. Mm-hmm. Let's say NBA Youngboy's just, you know, killing it. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you got to go to the military. I mean, I kind of did was a thing when, like, when Muhammad Ali was actually. That's what I was literally going like, bring up next. Like, Muhammad Ali basically doing that, right? Where, mm-hmm. like, he was at the peak of his career. And they're like, hey, the draft's going on, buddy. He's like, ah. That sucks for you guys. <laughs> he said that sucks. Hey, I'm out of here. Hey, but yeah, imagine if NBA YoungBoy had to go to the military right now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, and then I don't know, 18 months later, he drops an album. Most of his fans have aged out. BTS, like, is one of those things where it's like they're literally like one of the largest pop groups in the world. But apparently, they're pay- they're playing. Um, no, that's not BTS. I'm thinking of uh, Blackpink. That's the female BTS. Um, <laughs> shout out to Dan in the chat really quick. Our guy Dan Haynes, he's been watching the oh, entire shit. time. I haven't even paid attention to the comments, but shout out to Dan. <laughs> What's Dan saying? He's saying all types of stuff. He's responding to our to our to our actual conversation, which is nice. That's actually, good. We need people like that. Well, see, if once I get the better version of this, because I've been doing the ghetto version of this, we can see his comments. Oh, so, okay. Let me pay some bills. <laughs> Speaking of paying bills, shout out to our sponsor, Yam Yams. They don't actually pay us to do this podcast. I just wanted to give them a shout out because they pay us in other ways. They pay us in love and respect. Again, you and, see these beautiful Jeters here. We, we can't zoom in, but if we could, you'd we see could that. if we really wanted to, but we're not. Yeah, we're they're not. here. We can we can do this. We could grab one like this. Actually, you grab one here. Yeah, let me and then we'll push this magic button. Yeah, because this is a new one too. Ready? Push it, bro. And then we'll go. Blah out, boom, boom. These are the baby Jeters that we got from we got Yam that. Yams. We got that Maui. Little, Wowie, um, that Maui. Wow, baby Jeters, basically. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, they smacking. If you see my eyes, they low. Awesome. So uh, <laughs> we are basically the Quasar Colt. We are talking about what we do a little bit because we've been talking about everybody else. Let's talk about ourselves for a little bit. Quasar Cult, we're like probably one of the best blogs in Arizona. One of the only blogs in Arizona, to be honest. There's not a lot of people blogging right now. Yeah, blogging, blogging, for sure. Like real blogging, like out there blogging. Mm-hmm. Like even the word blog is like kind of kind of old. Like kind of mid. Like we're out there <laughs> blogging, dog. Like I know. Blog. When you go to our Quasar Cult Instagram, guess what it says? We're bloggers. But see, the thing about it, though, is that, like, blogs were a, a crucial part. I mean, they still are a crucial part of the culture Facts. In, when it comes to the internet and, like, all that. Especially when uh, streaming started to come into the picture and all this stuff. Like, blogs basically kind of defined and carved in the lane for certain artists. Yeah. They were, like, a, a launching platform for, like, different sounds and different waves. 
they're a source for information. Yeah. And that's basically what we try to do at Quasar Code, where we try to be like, you know, giving you guys some news, giving mm-hmm. you guys something to read real quick, some stuff to check out, some stuff to really look at and be like, hey, you know, like, this is some cool stuff that we like. And it's kind of based off our own personalities. I'm going to be posting more too, so you'll probably be seeing some more like out there stuff because I'm out there with some crazy shit. Uh, I just posted the trailer for uh, Bo is, what is it called? I forgot what it was even called. Bo is Afraid. Bo is Bo Afraid, scared. thank you. The new A24 film starring Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, that's... Because I like, I like the weird shit. I'm into the weird, weird, like A24 is yeah, like my a- jam. That A24. Lasts. I all their stuff up. It's great. Need, yeah, we need a shout out because, man, they be snapping. And they're time. crushing it this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know it's going to eventually come up. We talk about everything everywhere all at once. Yep. Cause they got they're killing it right now. Shout out to Key Hong Kwong. I think I said his name wrong once again. <laughs> it's fine, but he actually won uh, the Golden Globe for best supporting oh, I, actor. I just saw that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. He he did a great job in the film. Too. And I like, I made a post on my on my Facebook fan page, which you should check out because I'm going crazy on there this year. Um, we I gave him a shout out talking about you know my childhood is happy yeah. for that man because. He made two of the biggest movies of my childhood, yeah. uh, Goonies and um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. And like he was a pivotal role in both of those films. And then he just disappeared off the fucking bat. <laughs> but he came back with a bang, though. And like he was, I just saw an interview that he did with one of these <clears throat> big companies. And basically he was saying that like he was begging a friend of his agents or like, a, like an agent's friend or something like that to take him on and be like, hey, give me shit, give me shit, give me shit. And dude found him everything, everything all, all at once in um, basically uh, two weeks. And oh. dude's like, "Yeah, let's go, let's do it." And that was like his first roll back after like thirty years of not being in the in the mix. Yeah. And like you know, now he's getting nominated. They're talking about trying to put him in uh, somehow bring him back in the Indiana Jones universe. Oh, that would be great. Even though the new movie is done. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they like they did like a reshoot or like a quick hot scene of him in there. You know what I'm saying? Or even just another one. Or even just another movie. I mean, honestly, if I if I were uh Indiana Jones team, I guess Steven Spielberg, yeah. I would have been like, yo, fucking bring this dude in. He's like the hottest Asian dude out there right now. I think when they were shooting this movie, um and they I think when they were done, that's when everything everywhere all at once came up. So yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like one of those like, oh just missed the boat on that. Yeah, you know what I mean. But see, that's what I would do. Like, if I if I were, you know, Disney, cause I guess they own that right now. Yeah, do they own that. Indiana Jones. Yeah, I think so. So is it Disney? I could double. check. I think it is Disney. Do they yeah. own Indiana? So if Disney owns that, they should just do a show. Ooh. They should just do a Indiana Jones adventure. Apparently, apparently in the in the new movie, they explain what happens to Shia Shia LaBeouf's character as well. Like oh, but. He didn't even come out of the movie. Is that he's, what he's called that in the last movie? I think Mutt, something like that. I don't even know. I just know he comes out of the movie. I haven't watched the, any of the other I actually movies. liked Shia LaBeouf in the last one. I, I like him just as an actor. He's a great actor. Not like I'm not saying like I just like him as an actor. I'm saying like as an actor, he's great. You know what I'm saying? That's a great controversial opinion. <laughs> I think Why? a lot of people would disagree with you on that. People don't think he's a good actor? I think, I, I think that a lot of people don't think he's a good actor. I fuck with him as an actor, bro. I, I, like, I like him. I, I, no, like... I don't know. Yeah. A good actor, though, is a, is a strong word for him. Well, it's because, but it's because there's a lot of good actors, though. Like he's and almost I, and like. I think great for me would be like a next. Like I think great would be like a. a if I say Shia LaBeouf is great, then I, then it'd be like whoa, whoa, whoa. So whoa. who's a, who's a great actor to you? A great actor. Um. Damn, bro, don't do this to me. 
<laughs> who, who is the greatest actor of all time? Go. You have 30 seconds. The greatest actor of all time? No, I'm just joking, though. Like, but, but, okay, in the last... <laughs> the greatest actor the of all time? five years. What, what's her name? What's the girl's name? I forgot her name. Scarlett Johansson. I'm high as fuck. Uh, yeah, yams. <laughs> uh, Meryl Streep. No. What's her you name? You said she's. I'm just naming off females. <laughs> Amber Heard. There you Amber go. Heard. Greatest actor of all greatest time. Did you, see, all time. <laughs> did you see that court shit? Amber Heard. Shit. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Nah. That's a, nah, that's a glowing I'm, I'm cosign. Kidding. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. No, no. She, she's fire, though. She, she, got, she got some shit. Nah, I'm trolling. Um, I'm trolling. I, if I were to really be like, okay, <clears throat> a great actor, I mean, I would probably say like Leonardo DiCaprio or um, Jonathan Majors, for sure. Jonathan Majors is actually a really good actor. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. He's that's a great actor. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But like I'm saying, Shia LaBeouf is a, is a good actor, though. Like I do like his movies. Like I've watched a ton of his movies. I could probably name his movies. I'm high right now. But See, I, feel like, I feel like Shia LaBeouf the same way I feel about Jennifer Lawrence. In the sense that they both actually choose really good roles. I don't like Jennifer Lawrence. See, I, and she said this is thing. I don't like Shia LaBeouf as, as an actor. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> what, I, what I like about both of them is that they choose good movies. Yeah. Like, all the movies that they choose are fantastic. That's true. I feel like every, every movie, movie that I watch, I'm like, that's actually kind of fire. But I didn't like your part. Like, like you know you what did she, that part. You know what I liked her in? Um, the Don't Look Up. Yeah. She was great in that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's great so like, But I don't like any of the... what I don't know what the... Well, it's movies. funny when you say that movie though like I think I that like my least either. favorite part of Don't Look Up was Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> that's funny you know what I'm saying it's like I think about like that movie was great except for Jennifer Lawrence's character it, maybe it was just the fact that she plays it and I just have this weird thing with it I don't even know I, I, I have no reason not to like Jennifer Lawrence she's fine <laughs> that's funny but it's the same way with Shia LaBeouf like mm-hmm. that's how I feel about him it's like everything he chooses is like that's a good movie but I think he was the worst part of that movie <laughs> like that movie was fire, but you could have got someone else besides Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. But he did a good job for picking that role. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, I guess he he's also kind of controversial outside of he all is. that, He is. I too, feel like so. that's why people do that, though. I try to not put that out, man. I'm a, I'm a Kanye West fan, dog. <laughs> that's fair. You know how hard that is? Exactly, though. It's that's hard. What I'm it's saying. hard to be Kanye it West is. fan. It's hard to separate. It's hard when, like, you have to separate the person from the art. You feel me? I try. It's because it's like, you really love their art. But then, like, as a person, sometimes they're really shitty. But you see, it depends, though, because, you know, R. R Kelly just dropped the album not too long ago. Nah. Called I Admit It, right? That's the name of the album. That's the I, name of the album. I Admit It. Bro. Bruh. He's already in jail, right? He's like, shit, some money. Bro. Let me go ahead and admit to all the... I haven't listened to the album. It could just be a troll, right? Where it's a situation where he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to fucking get this bag real quick and call the album I admit it and it's gonna be like that's all these crazy. pop bangers that I didn't put out that's crazy I haven't nah. listened to the album at all but but see that that's the situation though like how do you really separate the art from the person in certain situations you can't either you do it all the time or you don't do it all like you know what I'm saying I feel like you can't I feel like there's certain levels though like you can't compare a, a Shia LaBeouf like, uh, like you can't compare so what's the pop- worst thing that Shia LaBeouf has done I think he's done some shit, hasn't he? Has he done some shit? I think he's. I don't know, oh, bro. Let me see what this guy has done. I don't know. I'm Let's pretty sure. I look up like I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure he has. But it's like it's been shit where it's like controversial to like the government. I think I've seen. Um, I think uh, I think dude was raped one time or some shit like that. He was raped. He was raped. Yeah, I, like recently, like of his family. You could look it up, but like 
bunch uh, of shit happened. I know this. That I know that, but I don't oh, know so, anything. Okay, so this is Shia LaBeouf is opening up about the abuse allegations that have disgraced his career, and he addresses the disturbing accusations of sexual battery and physical and verbal assault against him. Oh no! Apparently, he tried to beat up FK Twig, FKA Twigs. I don't know who that is. That's a. A lot of people don't know who she is. Actually, she's a like a rad female artist. Oh no, never mind. I do know who that is. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. Damn. Yeah, no, she's kind of she's kind of she's kind of mid tier. So if I had to drop that name, you'd be like, who? Yeah, yes. But kidding. at the same time, though, um, Fuck. she has songs like ASAP Rocky. Mm. Her, her, she actually has a really badass music video where she's like killing people with swords. It's pretty tight. She's no, pretty dope. I think I no, I've heard the name and I think I've seen I've heard a song where I've seen her featured. So let me uh, not say that. I yeah. Don't know so there's 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 some stuff there. there. There's a whole article here called the complete timeline of Shia LaBeouf's most controversial moments in the past 13 years. 13. Wow. Wow. So decade, I mean, we'll do, we're just gonna scroll real quick to the middle. Let's see. I want to um, know what because I I really don't know. I haven't heard much like crazy uh, shit. This one says in. 2017, LeBeau was arrested in Georgia and went on a right, racist tirade against a black police officer. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. And then, so this one says, in 2015, LeBeau video project introductions went viral. That's when he went to do it, do it, in front of the green screen. Um, <laughs> now, he's wild, though. So at what, at what point are, do you separate... All that, because I mean, the yelling at the black. I actually remember that. When uh, that I remember it now. That I remember you said it. It's like, oh yeah, he did do that. Huh? He did do that shit. Hmm. Damn. And it's one of those things, right? Where it's like, but he made that dope ass movie though. And that's kind of how I feel like it's with like the whole. Some, some people are like, oh, but he did that fire ass freestyle on Suedo. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's like the separation. That's because nah. because some of my, cause when you talk about it, some of my favorite rappers, right? They've done some shady shit, like yeah. One of my favorite rappers that comes to mind is Fabulous, right? Where he was like, he went to, he got arrested for beating the hell out of like his girlfriend, mm-hmm. like really bad, and like in a situation where like it kind of just went under the table because he may breathe. I mean, you know it's the saying? same he as what's breathe. his name? What's his name? I forgot uh, dude's name. Danger. Oh, mystical. Oh man, that's what I'm saying. Mystical is wild. Like, I don't know how many chances that man that man has had, like for the same they thing. Keep, they keep throwing him like, oh, it's cool, like slap on the wrist, like bro. Well, I, go, I think he's done this time though, because this I, is like the third. I hope so, because throw that charge, man, just, right? Just get him out of here. Yeah, it's like I don't even know. Like it was actually wild because I remember like when that just happened, like not too long ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I was at the store and they were playing Danger, right? Wow. And it was like, but it's like, how long does it? How, like, how, what's the the procedure? How long does it take to cancel somebody? I like, feel like it's like a in the moment thing. I feel like sometimes somebody just pisses a whole fucking crowd of people, and it's like, nah, let's cancel him now. But it's like, there's like I don't procedures know. and checklists. Yeah, you know what through. I mean. But like, nah. Like, did you cancel his back BMI in, back in back in two thousand <laughs> back in two thousand what what that happened with with Shia LaBeouf? Uh, two thousand seventeen. Like people weren't fucking canceling back then, were they? Or were they not? Uh, I think that was like around the canceling time. That's probably what happened then. The birth of can- canceling That's was, is, is definitely then. kind of like a post-pandemic thing more so than a pre-pandemic thing. Yeah. Which is why how I classify things in my mind now. Like, just because people were just sitting there just always on their fucking phones. That's all they had to do. Yeah. Hmm. That's going to be an interesting psychological study. Like, For real. Later on down the line. Because they were just watching all, the, all, all day and then it was like they had time. <laughs> you know, we got time today. You know what I mean? Who are we canceling on Twitter today? Who we all who we all like ganging up on today? That's what it was. Yeah. I like, mean that's how it is now, right? Like Yeah. It gets deep because when you talk about like 
the the group aspect of it, right? Like mm-hmm. there, groups are now a thing. I mean, they've always been a thing on the internet, which is really what the internet's all about. Yeah, is fighting your group. And now the groups are bigger and they're easy to empower. You know what I'm saying whatever that group may be. Yeah. If you want to go find uh, Mexican rappers, mm. you, you can probably go find a group on Facebook right now called Mexican Rappers <laughs> and interact with them. Or we literally have a hashtag Mexican Rappers. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And you'll find all Mexican rappers, right? Yeah, and so you. taking that innocent hashtag and making it a lot more vicious, do you do you know? God knows what. I'm not going to go crazy. I go crazy, but I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> Y'all know what I'll be doing. So uh, just things to think about where it's like there's a group for everybody now and for everything. Mm-hmm. And there's champions of these groups where if that champion or somebody who is related to that group does something offensive, then we have to speak on it or cancel at this point because we all have the ability to speak on things, which yeah. is the biggest problem with the internet is that we all have the ability to speak on things, right? Yeah. I'm mad. I'm nah. sad. I'm glad. I'm pregnant. I'm not. All that shit. You ah. can hear it all. Yeah, for and sure. And so the, the deepest part of that is the fact that we don't think about how that affects people in the real world like when you cancel somebody, quote unquote, like what that actually looks like. Yeah. It's mostly kind of like an internet vibe, right? Yeah, for sure. Because like I said, I heard danger at the store. And I guarantee if I ask anybody who's probably around me at that store, because I think I was at like, I don't want to say Sprouts, because that's kind of wild, but it might have been, it was a Sprout type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Crowd, audience, meaning that I was mostly surrounded by white people <laughs> at, this, at these grocery stores. And if I were to go ask, like, do you know what's going on with this guy on the radio right now that you're hearing? This is mystical. Do you, do you know what happened? No, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he, he he's going to jail for rape. And they'll be like, oh. This is his fourth charge. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh. And they'll just keep going. They don't really care, right? Yeah. That kind of depends on where I'm at. If I'm in Atlanta and I say that, they'll be like, it, it is. he'd be canceled, right? Like, they would not play mystical on the radio. No yeah. grocery store is playing mystical. Yeah. So, like, how does canceling really work unless it's, like, worldwide? Yeah. Because unless they cancel his BMI and, like... They... I feel like Andrew Tate is high-key getting, like, world canceled in real time. In but real see, that's time, another though. example, right? Because, like, like, Andrew Tate is an example of like, exactly, literally what I'm just talking about where mm-hmm. we have these groups being empowered by people. Exactly. He's targeting a certain audience and his audience is kind of wide enough to where you can hear, like basically everybody has heard about him. Mm-hmm. My son has heard about Andrew Tate at this point. He doesn't watch his videos, but he knows who he is because exactly. the name, right? The name. And so when you hear him get canceled, does my mom know who Andrew Tate is? Mm-hmm. That's my kind of my, my, my gauge for shit. Yeah. If my mom knows about you, then you're popping. Yeah. My mom didn't know who the fuck Andrew Tate is. Yeah. Like, nobody knew who Travis Scott was, but as soon as that shit popped down, exactly. everybody knew about Travis Scott. Exactly. My everybody. mom didn't know who the fuck Travis Scott was. I think my, if I asked my mom before who Travis Scott was, she'd be like, oh, that's that guy who uh, has a baby with the kid, that Kardashian chick. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's you know probably that's the only place that anybody right. would have... That, yeah. that, that's probably what she would... And he, he, she might say... She might say... Sicko mode. Maybe. She's like, oh, he makes sicko mode. <laughs> he did that at the Super Bowl. Oh, he did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's true. You're right. And so... But that's a slight chance. Slight chance. Fuck. Just like a 2% chance. You should be like, Travis Scott, that's sicko mode. Yeah. Damn. But he's trying to make that. a comeback, though. Yeah, apparently like, he's, well, he, he's been he's all, He was all over Metro Boomin's last album. Well, no, he's been... Actually, if you, if you actually like do a little bit of research in the past year, he literally did, like I think... 
10 or 12 features and like people don't even like i don't know even me too i'm kind of just like i don't want to hear travis go i kind of just like i don't care about this feature and i feel like a lot of people is that because of of what's like the stigma behind them i feel like um in general because i do fuck with certain travis scott songs but i always felt that energy that it was like he was boosted because like he's not it gets weird yeah um so when you talk about that, I think about the lineage, right? Yeah. And that lineage kind of starts with Kanye. Because Kanye put Travis Scott on, Kid mm-hmm. Cudi, all these different artists. And it's interesting to see all these different artists kind of like fall off in their own ways. Yeah. Because Kid Cudi's on some wild shit right now, too. Like yeah. just talking mad shit and just like people are saying, fuck Kid Cudi. And you're like, oh, No, fuck. it's because you want to know why he's been... Well, the, the most recent thing that people are mad about was because there was... A, you know his song, Love? Yeah. Okay, so there's a new there's a song called Love on Spotify and all that shit, right? He dropped the song on there, but it's a different version that he dropped on Spot on SoundCloud like 3 years prior to that. So the uh, the SoundCloud version is actually like five and a half minutes long and the one on Apple Music is actually like 4 minutes long. Some dude tweeted him and he was like, "I really love I I really love um Kid Cudi's Love song or whatever, that song Love, but it doesn't hit as hard as the one on his SoundCloud." So Cuddy went and literally deleted it off of his SoundCloud because he was like, nah, fuck that. Go listen to the one. <laughs> <laughs> so he literally was like, oh, I'm removing it. So literally people were upset because of that. They were like, yo, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that? Like, your fans are telling you they love something and then you go and delete it, bro? Like, that's weird, bro. That's a little I, bit I, of I a weird energy. Like that. Maybe. Maybe? But yeah, see, the thing about Kid Cuddy is that he's so fucking emotional, though. That's like, he... Yeah. Like, I love Kid Cudi to death. Don't get me wrong. I fuck with Kid Cudi super heavy. But Same. the problem is, is that he's so reactive. That's, like, his biggest issue is that he, yeah. he reacts too, too yeah. emotionally and too openly. Yeah. And, like, I think about every time that Kid Cudi's been in some shit and how he's reacted to it. Like, like when, he's, when he was beefing with Kanye last year mm-hmm. and then he was playing Rolling Loud, it was, and someone threw a bottle at him. And he's like, fuck this. And he just walks off stage. Like... I get it. Let me see. You're bad because someone threw a ball at you and then you have a bunch of Kanye haters on there. But you got to rise exactly. above that shit. Yeah. Especially when you are in a position like Kid Cudi and you're like, you know, this artist that everybody looks up to and like, oh, that yeah. a, lot of, a whole generation of people like lately call you like a, a goat and all this stuff and you're just like kind of acting like a bitch on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I feel Don't like. do that. Don't do that, kids. Don't act like a bitch on stage. Be a be a non bitch. Do, <laughs> do, do non bitch things. <laughs> and once things. again, this is not me calling Kid Cudi a bitch. Because I, I think people might take this and clip this up and be like, you call Kid Cudi a bitch. No, what I'm saying is that he's doing bitch things. And uh, what I mean is that sometimes you got to man the fuck up because you don't know who's watching you and whoever who you're inspiring to be. Mm-hmm. And this is just me on my super assertive fucking this bullshit that I'm on right now where I'm just trying to have this mindset where it's like I'm trying to pay more attention to who's looking at me and what I have to say outwardly yeah. while they're looking. Not to them, yeah, but like what I'm saying to the world as they're watching, right? And Kid Cudi's a prime example where it's like, oh, one of my fans didn't like my version of the song, so I delete the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. That's petty shit. Yeah. That said, a part of me would do that because I'm petty as fuck, as you know. I do petty shit. And I probably would be like, man, fuck that guy. But then I would probably put it back up the next day. Yeah, or, I would but... like, or I would like do something like send him a t-shirt package or maybe send him this, the version of the song that he wanted personally. Like, I would do something to make up for it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely not energy that I would I would give off, though. I would, like, if someone heard that shit and was like, oh, they fuck with that better. Because it's funny because, like I said, like that like my new single that I have, Shining, yeah. 
I actually dropped it like three years ago, and it's actually to a completely different song, like a completely diff- different beat, like instrumental, right? Right. So I literally reworked it and everything. There was a little. There's people hitting me up talking about, "Yo, bro, you need to send me that older version so I can, because I remember that old beat." And I'm just like, "Nah, son." <laughs> but now it has me thinking, like, I low key want to drop it as like a a 2.0 version of it, just for the fans. You feel me? Cause yeah, it's, I mean, cause it's a difference. And then, yeah, that's how it got me feeling low key. So. When your I art saw is him, your art, right? Because when you put sure. out, when you put out a project and you want it to be heard or sound a different way, yeah, that's the, that's what it is, right? Like I have ten different versions of like a lot of my songs just chilling on my hard drive that no one would probably ever hear, yeah. But that's why people hate it when their music gets leaked because when their music gets leaked, it's like, oh, that's not the version that I intended it to be, and then people mm-hmm. like fall in love with that version of the song, oh, and then fast. and then you try to change the song, and it's like, oh no, people hate it now. Gonna, uh, no, I I love the version. I, I like that. I'm saying like there's songs when I was about the, out there stealing shit on Pirate Bay, Facts. downloading albums every fucking Friday. Like Me too. I would be like, oh, this is this is not the version that he wanted out, obviously. But I'm getting that shit and I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh yeah. And then he drops the version and it's like, oh, that shit's trash. This is trash compared to the shit that you didn't want me to hear. Yeah, which is which is kind of part of it, right? Like. You, it's the, the the taboo mystery of it, like where it's like, oh, this the original version is the version that you connect with. But yeah. When it comes down to it, like going back to the Kid Cudi thing, if he were to see this clip, like if we wanted to and we clipped this up mm-hmm. and tagged him in it, he would probably fucking flip, right? <laughs> He's just like, Loki. Loki. I was thinking about it after we talked about yeah. it. I'd be like, man, because he'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> he'd be like, fuck y'all. Fuck this guy. <laughs> like, like let, don't get it twisted, yo. I literally have purchased every single Cuddy album. Like, that's my, not every single, but the Man of the Moon ones. Right. I've purchased those because I love the series. Right. But like. It's like, we, we could almost do that to prove a point, right? But, it, but it's like, the, I don't want to do that. We're not going to do that. Don't get, don't worry, Kid Cuddy fans. We're not going to clip this up and fucking do this. Nah. But what I'm saying is that that's like his vibe. Like yeah. we know for a fact that he would at least see this and be like, mm. yeah. And trying to like get his cancel, which yeah. is like the theme of this or whatever. Like, He'd be like, fuck these guys. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, Absolutely. bro. And we actually fuck with him. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's like a homie to homie thing. Like if, if I was really your boy, I would come up to you and be like, yo dog, you're like, you're kind of, yeah. kind of being a little bit of a, why would you delete the song? That's kind of fucked up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, your fans fuck with that. Right. I would go like that to him. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's kind of one of those things. And then, like, the, oh the, no. we, we all got that sensitive homie that takes things too seriously. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically, like, kind of what Kid Cudi is. He's that sensitive homie. I feel like Cudi doesn't have that homie that just, like, tells him, like, bro, like, right. talks to him, like, well, that's part of it, too. Like a real friend, like a real the, the, person. The, the yes man syndrome is, is a real thing. Facts. And that's something that goes all the way down to the local level. And that's a different podcast, but just just watch your homies because people will yes man you the fuck up, and it's like you, you need someone to be like yo that's just not good, yeah, or that's just what you're doing is kind of trash, or maybe you should go get some fucking therapy, or maybe you should fucking ask for help. And I'm saying because mm-hmm. at the end of the day we're trying to be better versions of ourselves every single day. That should be the goal for everybody watching this and doing this. Let me change the camera here real quick so you can see my fucking face and you guys look into my eyes. Be the best version of your fucking self every day when you wake up. You might not be able to wake up tomorrow, right? Thanks. So, you know, when you're out there trying to do whatever the hell you're trying to do, even if it's something that you don't want to do, then you should try to push towards the things that you do want to do. Facts. And try to be great. And that's super corny and super basic, but it's facts. That's just how I feel right now. So, you know, whatever. That's actually a good place to end this. We're at 55 minutes. Yep. So we can do this little send-off part. Yeah. The stream didn't end the entire time, so that's fucking fantastic. That's awesome, bro. Killing it. So you guys got to enjoy this whole episode without the fucking... 
clips and glitches and glitches and shit. We were having technical difficulties before this. We would have been on here earlier. We were but... trying to get on here around four o'clock. <laughs> so that's gonna be our vibe is that if we can get on here around four o'clock every Wednesday, we'll be live streaming on the Quasar Cult page. Yep. And this episode will probably be up in audio form on Spotify tomorrow. And then the video, I'm not sure what we're doing with the video, but we'll probably post on the Quasar Cult YouTube page. I haven't posted the last one yet, but this one will be up on the YouTube channel on Quasar Cult if you missed it. And we're going to be saying dope stuff. And these episodes are going to evolve because you're watching nice. us grow in real time. We're going to have different backdrops. We're going to be having new buttons with titles and words. Yep. And you guys are going to be seeing this process grow with us as we do this in Star Camp Creative Labs. Like I said, the season finale might be us like turning on the side. On some like cliffhanger shit, like <laughs> boosh, and the and lights then, just fade. And then we're gonna revert back to this clip. Yeah. So just I'm I'm the best thing about this studio is that one. This is something that I really wanted to do for a long time, and something that I've been like working towards. If you guys know me in the conversations that I had, and like now I'm gonna be able to like operate in a way where I'm have 100% unbridled creativity, no corporations overseeing me. There's no fucking bullshit. We're having hard conversations about being the best creative versions of ourselves. Thanks. And by the time we're all said and done, this is going to be like some of the awesomest years of our life. Hopefully, if no, we do this right. For sure. And the podcast is just like the first part of this. We got a lot of crazy shit, which reminds <laughs> me, get your tickets to fucking Campfire. Campfire 1, January 21st here. Yep. Doors open around 730. We're going to like 1130. We got badass lineup. We're going to have PS4, Switch. Uh, food in the VIP area, pre-rolls, yam yams. Yep. Uh, we got Jenga, full bar. It's lit. Yeah. So we don't have the ticket link in this comment section, but I'm going to put the ticket link. I should have pinned it in there, but we'll do that later. Uh, make sure you guys pull up and check that out because it's going to be amazing. And we're doing Campfire every month <laughs> forever until I decided that we aren't doing them anymore. So... If you missed this one, fine. But next month, February 10th, it's going to be lit. Yep, we got another one. We're going to be doing crazy shit. Yep. Pull up. Pull the fuck gang, up. Gang, gang. <laughs> boom, boom. That's a good. Shaka, waka, waka. That's, thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Let's get the fuck out of here, bro. We fucking love y'all. We'll see y'all later. One love. Peace in the Middle East and everywhere else, too. <laughs>